the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch sitting out the porch on a breezy Saturday afternoon here at Millburgers at 1604 on Bull Road. Come on by and visit with us, and uh, I'll plug you in there, Calvin, and ask your gardening question in person, or you can uh, call us at 308-8867. That's 308 308- 8867. That's the number to call to be a part of the show. When you come by and ask your gardening question in person, we got a nice little gift for you. Come by and ask your gardening question in person, and we're going to give you one of Millburgers um, Fiesta medals. That's ten dollars worth. Isn't it's seven dollars. Seven dollars. And uh, the proceeds still benefit, even though you haven't paid for it. Get out of here. Uh, your question will get a donation. To the, uh, All right. Well, get a donation. I bet people are going to flock in here. I hope so. So come on by. <laughs> you can ask a gardening question. Uh, we'll even give you the gardening question just so we can help out the Salvation <laughs> Army. So if you don't have a gardening question, come up and go, i got nothing to ask. What should I ask about? Where's oh, the restroom? <laughs> That's one of the most popular. That, yeah. Actually, that question gets asked a great deal <laughs> yeah, from us. And we know the answer to yes, that Yes, we one. do. We can help you with that. Both two and, you know. Oh, we can, we can give you a number, side. a couple choices on yeah. that. So, all right, 308-8867. Up, oh, Trace is coming up. He's he's determined. Oh, no, he's taking a turn. All right, 308-8867. 308-8867. I, I got a couple identification questions for you guys. So we saw this in Austin. Chinkapin. Is that what it is? The chinkapin. Uh, that's what I'm guessing. Yeah. Very distinctive oak and. Yeah, nice oak. Yeah, and is that a? It's a Texas a, superstar. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, cool. It's a beautiful tree. Yeah. Okay, so anyway. I'm guessing we have them here at the nursery. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. good. Okay. You one get, of a. You and, get a medal, uh, Milton. Woohoo! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's one of those we Thank recommend. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was very pretty. Yeah. Uh, leaves are different than. Looks a little different than regular old live oak. Well, some sometimes, I I get sometimes I get that in Mexican white oak. Confused. Confused. Yeah. Now this one is a kind of a this is a much bigger leaf than yeah. sometimes you'll see a a smaller leaf on them and then they look a little bit, but then the Mexican white oak is thicker leaf too. Right. And I kind of remember them being in clusters that they were rather than I'm trying to find there like the live oak just has leaves all over it. These were kind of in, huh. well, maybe that's, i got a picture here somewhere. Yeah. And then the next one I have to identify, I have to, I'll see if I can find a picture, but maybe 
if I can describe it, you guys will know what it is. So it's we saw this too. It's a, a shrub. Uh, well, okay, it's a small tree, maybe yeah. about the size of a mountain laurel. Uh, leaves may be similar to a mountain laurel, but has orange carnation-like flowers on it, and the orange is a reddish orange. What? Pomegranate. Is that what that is? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That cabin is on the ball today. Yeah, well, that's it. Okay, my no neighborhood, more questions. It's loaded with them because they're deer-proof, at least in my neighborhood. Oh, uh, and beautiful trees. And the blooms last, I mean, they start in early April, and, and they'll be on there through the middle of May. Or, yeah. And uh, a lot of them... Have you ever figured out how long the bloom lasts? Well, I, I, at least six weeks. Each yeah. bloom will last it, six weeks? Oh, no, I don't know how much each bloom, but the, uh, oh. the tree... Each yeah, tree yeah, has, blooms throughout the six-week period. And uh, lot, those, most of those naturalized in my neighborhood don't have fruit. Um, a lot of them are under deciduous trees. Yeah. So that may be it, but I, I, I just can't quite figure out. They must have had fruit at one time to get the spread around the way they are but uh, yeah that's a it's a nice plant i like yeah, it it's very pretty there. and if you it's really an aggressive uh grows pretty fast so oh you, good so you can if you're into pruning you can shape it but it is persistent you know if you cut all those stems yeah. off to make it one stem you got stems back yeah you can't kill it you can cut it cut it down pretty bad and I don't think there's any pest problem as far as insects or disease. The only the only issue, and when Jerry and I've talked about this a lot on the show, it's uh, it's kind of a inconsistent producer. At least that variety, wonderful that we're most familiar with. Yeah. But Jerry and uh, uh, Larry Stein, the fruit specialist, have been looking for identifying other varieties that maybe are a little more reliable in terms of uh, having fruit every year. I got oh, that. You. I got pink satin that I'm real happy with that I like. I got it here at Millburgers. Little smaller fruit, smaller plant, and seems to be more consistent. But yeah. it's pretty. That flower is pretty. Oh, that color. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that was. I'm done. Calvin's done. The, the rest of the show is you. We've we've Calvin gets part. at least one medal. Here you go, Calvin. Oh, he's already got one. Yeah. I right. put I put my medal on my coat. Well, yeah. obviously today is not a cold day. <laughs> no, but tomorrow maybe. Well, but as you go to different Fiesta events, you can just fill your coat with medals. There you go. All right, 308-8867, and John is on the line. Hey there, John. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Whoop, John, you there? All right, we're not hearing John. All right. Well, let's see. Put put John, if you will, put him on hold, and and uh, we'll go to him again. Tell me when we're ready to get John back on the air. I I just got back from uh, Comal County Master Gardener. Oh yeah. Open house. That was really a nice event too. Master gardeners in Comal County are. They're well, pistols. Well, yeah, they're well organized. Well, hey, they got a wonderful garden there. And, oh, uh, good. Um, lots of classes. And they put me out in the full sun. So that oh, I, that's nice. And the wind. Oh. Yeah. Wind swings. Was there wind here, too? Yeah. yeah. Every, every once in a while, it felt like the, can see the, trees. the tents were going to take off and fly. Oh, Lord. 
Okay, we're going to try to go back to John real quick, and then we'll talk more about that. 308-8867. Hi there, John. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Very good. I can hear y'all real good. It's just y'all couldn't hear me for some reason. Yeah, That's we got it. Hey, it's um, all one one button. I got a question about propagating escarpment cherry, black cherry, the wild cherry trees. Yeah, um, they're they're pretty hard to root, I think. Well, what I'm wondering is what what options do I have other than seeds uh, and robbing a rare seedling I might find, which is probably not too likely, but I can get some seeds. I'll wrap some cherry cloth, uh, some cheesecloth around a cluster of them so the birds don't get them. Yeah. And I, I can go that way, but I was just wondering if there's any way to, uh, to do any other asexual propagation options. As I remember, uh, they're very difficult to root. Uh, just like any native hardwood is. Uh, so, so what about an air layer? That might be a, an option. Have you you got access to the tree? I mean, convenient access to the tree that you can air layer. Yeah, I know. I, I know where there's two of them off to the side of the road. Oh, okay. And, uh, okay, I would try air layering it, but at, at toward the end, uh, only deal with the, the new growth. In other words, okay, let, let it let, let it uh, uh, flush out for the spring, which it may already have done, and then uh, air air try to air layer some of that new growth. All right, now then, um, when when I do that. Should I lightly scratch the bark or just wrap it? Uh, you should lightly scratch the bark, and you should put some uh, harmonidin or uh, rutone rooting hormone on them. Uh, okay, very good. I'm going to whack them and stack them, and I'll give you all a report in a few months. Yeah, yeah. Now it'll take it'll take uh, even if you're if you're lucky, it'll take uh, probably two months. For it to uh, yeah, I won't even okay. jack with them then for 60 days, and then I'll do a little light inspection. There you go. All right, so, good luck to you. All right, take it easy. You like you like you like that tree? You want to put one at your house or something? No, uh, it's actually I, I want to uh, put put them in their native habitat up here by Medina Lake. Uh, oh, just, okay. Just for hell of just just just. Actually, it's just for the hell of it to say I did it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's no big. It ain't. It ain't no big deal. I just want to do it. Well, that's you know, a good. That uh, that's a good wildlife uh, tree. Yeah, I know it is. So that's what I'm after. And I want to try that and see if I can make it happen. Now, on the yeah. seeds, on the seeds, uh, should I, uh, if I can get them, and you know, when they when they mature, should I then clean them off and let them dry, or what? Give me the procedure you think would be the best. Uh, I was afraid you were going to ask that. <laughs> uh, well, I thought if you don't know, I, I'm, I, I, it's no big deal. Uh, well, uh, we're still on the cherries. Yeah. Uh, what I what I would do, I would clean them, clean the seed, 
The seed are real small, aren't they? As I remember. Yeah, they're not very big. Yeah, I would clean the seed and uh, fresh out of the fruit, and clean the seed, and then put them with some uh, some damp sphagnum in the refrigerator in a jar. Oh, I keep them da- keep them damp, and oh, put I... them in the refrigerator, and then you know, look at them about. Look at them about every about every month to see if they're sprouting. If they okay. if they need a if they need a uh, chilling requirement, which they call it cherry. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's a true cherry, escarpment cherry. But uh, uh, if they need a chilling requirement, they'll they'll sprout the next spring. They'll actually break and sprout in that jar next spring, and gotcha. then you just simply transplant. But the reason Got you're going to check them every month because if they don't need a chilling requirement, uh, they'll sprout in that jar within within 30 days. And that's nothing worse than having your refrigerator full of uh, <laughs> cherry roots. Yeah. Well, they won't get out of the jar, but <laughs> but. Well, uh, I have access and, to another refrigerator that my wife doesn't rule, so I'm all right there. All right, I do too. Yeah, all no all plant people yeah. have their own refrigerator. Yeah, yes, necessary item. So, all right. Well, I appreciate it. I'll give you all a report down the road. Yeah, let me know about that seed. I'd be interested to know if it has a chilling requirement or not. We'll do it. Thank you. Thank okay. you, John. Thank you for calling. You take care. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. The number to call. Yes, sir. What? We had a question off the the. Um, Bougainvillea planted in the yard, and of course, froze back. Froze back this year, and they're start. They're, they're, they've got some that are coming up, sprouting. Good, but but they're getting impatient with that. So, oh, so you know the easiest thing to do is get some nice in full bloom ones. Yeah, and uh, but they'll eventually, even if they're sprouting, they'll eventually start blooming again. But maybe, takes them, yeah, it takes them forever. <laughs> Because <laughs> they're re- redoing all that yeah. stem and foliage, and they'll just concentrate on that until they they get uh, root bound again, and and so a lot a lot a lot easier. And then it's funny how uh, some some gardeners that uh, really you know brought it to our attention that their bougainvillea never froze back after this one experience. Now they're saying, well, what do we do to avoid this freeze back? You know. To, <laughs> <laughs> plant them in containers, and but if they're huge containers, um, then it gets harder harder to protect them too. Yeah. So, but I, w- I was getting ready to have a bougainvillea variety trial. Uh, I, w- I was so confident that uh, we could plant them out after after what four or five yeah. years <laughs> that the ones outside came back, and when they come back, oh man, uh, when they go through the winter. There's something like there are in, in Mexico uh-huh. and, uh, oh, where, where they don't freeze back. You know, they cover houses down there. Some of the the, the most spectacular ones I've seen were like in school courtyards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they would they didn't even freeze back, and then you go about this time of the year, and they'd already be <laughs> half the, half up the building and booming up the storm. And different, uh, those colors are so bright. And sometimes we forget... 
Uh, we, we think about them once we get into the 100-degree weather, but this is one of the best uh, drought-tolerant hot-weather plant. You know, a relatively small container really makes a show on, uh, on the patio, and you can let it dry out a bit. In fact, it blooms better if you let it dry out between waterings. And they're relatively inexpensive. Um, so, you, you know, in a pinch... You could, you know, pick pick up new ones every year. Well, they're on sale this week. Oh, no. They're even less expensive? Ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Save ten dollars. In the hanging basket? Twelve-inch decorative, ready-to-display pot regularly. Oh, okay. $25 now, $15. Wow, and they look good. Yeah, and they're ten dollars. Yeah. Cool. And they're pretty. Yeah. What are, what are those? Are those trees at the front there, those big red Bougainvilleas are are those bougainvilleas? I think they are. They look like them. They do. Man, yeah, they're, they're specimen sizes. Can you imagine trying to get that <laughs> to your uh, <laughs> landscape in your in my Volkswagen Beetle, maybe? Yeah. yeah. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight. 8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas is coming right up. Uh, you can come on by, visit us, ask your gardening question in person, and we'll give you a Milberger's Fiesta medal, and then uh, Milberger's will make a donation uh, for that Fiesta medal to the Salvation Army. So uh, come on by, ask a question. We'll even give you the question to answer, ask if you want. <laughs> if you say, what question should I ask? That's a question. We'll give you a question. All right. 308 8867. Come, come uh, test us. Huh? Well, we want to help out the Salvation, Salvation Army. Army yeah. yeah. All right. Back in a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, the answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. And right now it's the time to head over to Millburgers to find terrific things for your garden. You'll find things for sun and shade, like caladiums on sale in the six inch pot for just four eighty eight. Vincas are on sale, and they have the Cora series of Vinca, which are disease resistant and deer resistant, and you'll find them in the four inch pot on sale for just ninety eight cents each. One of the most popular plants at Millburgers is Mexican Heather, and now it's on sale in the one gallon container for just three eighty eight. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on Bougainvillea. Ground covers are on sale. And Dwarf Yopon Holly, you've heard us talk about it. Now save on it. 50% off in the three-gallon container, nine eighty-eight. Just nine eighty-eight in the three-gallon container. To learn more about all the great events that are happening at Millburgers and what's on sale, you only need to go to one place, millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com. And now, a word from Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. Hi, I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. And we at Bob Jenkins say safety is our first concern. As stewards of the environment, we believe in protecting the ecosystem by defending and protecting your home from pests and keeping your lawn healthy and weed-free. Wait a minute. I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services, and we take pride in our customer service and have for over 30 years. It's no wonder we at Bob Jenkins have won the Super Service Award 10 years in a row. I'm sorry, but I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. When you call me, Bob Jenkins, we'll find and fix the problem you're having. 
it's rodents, insects, stinging bugs, or if you need help killing weeds and bringing your lawn back to life, Bob Jenkins is the answer. Call Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services today and ask about their 20% off special on lawn fertilization and weed control and $20 off a lawn aeration. 210-979-PEST. JenkinsPest.com. I'm Bob Jenkins, and we are making San Antonio's lawns green again, and I approve of this message. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic get it. When they started Climate Magic in 1985, it was a partnership they knew would succeed with San Antonio families if they stuck to the basics when it came to servicing air conditioners and heaters. Climate Magic will always super serve you. They know if they take care of you, you'll take care of them with repeat business and good referrals. That's what's kept them in business for over 30 years. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic share the values of our great city. Dave is from San Antonio, and Gary stayed here after serving our country in the military. Both Gary and Dave have degrees in air conditioning and heating. They stay up to date on the latest changes, and they pass on that education to their seasoned pros and on to you, as Climate Magic has always had the heart of a teacher. Here's the deal. Climate Magic knows there's a lot of AC companies in town, but they're in it for the long haul. No gimmicks or games or sales pitches. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic want to serve you and take care of you when there's an emergency. Here's the number to put in your phone and on your fridge. It's 340-8240. That's 210-340-8240 for Climate Magic. ClimateMagic.com. Texas License 15312E. Yo, nurse, we are a couple of the new fathers of some of these raccoon babies in there. Can you tell us which ones are ours? Uh, yeah, they're all wearing the same mask as this. Paging Dr. Furrytail. Dr. Furrytail, you're wanted in the East Attic. Yours is the one chewing on those air conditioning wires. That's my boy. Uh, which one is mine? Oh, that one chewing on the pink blanket? You mean insulation? No, yours is the one hanging from the rafters, keeping everyone awake and acting like a flying squirrel. Spring is the time of year when unwanted critters are nesting in attics and can cause all kinds of damage. But Critter Evictor specializes in humane animal control. And with their one-and-done policy, your unwanted guests ain't getting back in. Guaranteed. So whether you have possums, rats, mice, squirrels... And yes, even raccoons who act like squirrels. Call Critter Victor at 441-4045. That's 441-4045. Man, that's my boy. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, our phone number is 308-8867-308. 8867 or come on by and ask your gardening question in person as thank you today we'll give you a Millburgers uh, Fiesta medal if you come by and ask a question and then uh, the nursery will still make a donation on behalf of that medal to the uh, Salvation Army so come on by say hi ask your gardening question but we had a, a great presentation today we had a, a children's gardening class uh, on uh, bats and Mary's going to tell us how it went well, hi there um, well we had uh, Bernice down from the old uh, old tunnel state mm-hmm. park up near Fredericksburg. Uh, it's an old abandoned railroad tunnel, and they were just we were just discussing our bat population there and all throughout Texas and even the world. It was really really informative. Um, the bat skeleton really looks like more human than anything else. It's huh. kind of unusual, uh, except for the very long extended hands and fingers. <laughs> The skeleton had that chest and head and almost looked like a little mini skeleton of a person. Dracula. Yeah, you're weird. Looked like little Dracula. Yeah, a little Dracula. It was really cool. She she brought in uh, <laughs> she brought in you know 
displays of the different bats, uh, the most populated bats. There's a northern bat, and I've already forgotten the name, of course. Took a picture of it. I probably should pull that up. Yankee, they call it. (laughs) Yankee one. No, it's not. It's still Texas. It's not Yankee at all. Oh, it's a It's a little blonde one. It's the biggest one uh, of the three that we're used to seeing. The free-tailed bat, I didn't really understand why it was called a free-tailed bat. It's because all the other bats have that uh, webbing going all the way into the very tip of their tail, but not the free-tailed bat. So it has actually got a tail oh, okay. sticking out beyond the membrane that helps it fly. Cool. And I thought, well, I never realized that. Yeah. And uh, how they much they eat the insects for us, um, very beneficial to farmers. Uh, one of the apple orchard farmers uh, figured out that he needed to cultivate bats instead of poisons to help his apple orchard here in Texas. So. Uh, well, probably bats better than apples even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, poison was the... Uh, treating the insects he actually cultivated the bat population and brought and brought down his use of pesticides with them so they're very very beneficial and the kids were learning how did the kids react to all this information uh well they you know she would stop once in a while and get them re-engaged but she kept them real engaged she 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 asked questions of the kids and the kids were able to ask questions of her and uh it was just Bat mobile. It was just a lot oh, of neat. fun. And In the old days, they used to get a pet bat. But I, I know it on a yeah, string. Yeah, yeah. That's right. She discouraged that. She says, "No, they, you know, uh. don't ever touch a bat. It's in the daylight because it's not normal." So probably sick. So she made the kids very aware that a bat in the daytime is not a good thing. Sure, it shows a little, shows a little independence and gets ostracized. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, you know, we don't want rabies or anything like that. Whoa! <laughs> and well, they, cool. And you know, they they uh, they will. Did she? What did she say about our population? Isn't this kind of the center of? One of the centers of bat population in terms of varieties. Yeah, she's saying uh, the two varieties. Now, the one I was mentioning earlier is a blonde one, and it's a oh. northern yellow bat. That's pretty. Must and be Scandinavian Swedish with the yeah. blonde. Yeah, yeah, northern yellow bat, and they are roost along <laughs> coastal areas in the leaves of palm trees as well, as well. But they, their caves are up north that they go to. Uh, the free tail coming out of Mexico. And then we have the tricolored bat. That's another variety that we have. Does the northern go back to Mexico? No, the northern actually stays up north. And, yeah, yeah. And um, I'm wondering if they're the ones that are being uh, attacked by that fungal infection that's just now. Is that still in. a problem? It's just come into Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure, too, I read somewhere that the original Dracula character was Scandinavian. <laughs> Is that Instead right? of Transylvania? Yeah, it was Scandinavian. Czechoslovakia. It got changed in when they... Uh... Well, thank you, Mary. Yeah, and they were saying uh, there's actually two kinds of bats in the bat cave here. And I've, and unfortunately, I, I didn't write down the name of the, the smaller bat that eats the mosquitoes. And the free-tailed bat goes for the bigger insects. Did she okay. say, what What if people want to go see the, the bats come out of the caves? Did she say where to go? Well, that would be the definitely be the one that's close to us that... Bracken B cave, the um, B cave, Bat cave, <laughs> duh. <laughs> but the uh, 
you would have to probably contact Texas Parks and Wildlife or for that. Uh, maybe just yeah, or yeah, just, internet. Uh, is it BCI? BCI Conservation yes, it is. International or something. You can actually it. join that, and it gives you privileges. Uh, oh, okay. If you join. It's unbelievably, it's fascinating. I mean, yeah, oh, really? we've all been, yeah. seen it, and it's just every if time you see If you've never been it. to the bat cave to see them exiting, it's it's incredible to watch millions and millions of bat exiting a cave. It's it's just crazy. All those Scandinavian bats just flying <laughs> Blondies, huh? Yeah, oofta. <laughs> we can we can keep Middleton, we can keep Middleton from going down to the entrance of the cave. Yeah. You know. yeah, that was trying no to problem. catch the we bat. We couldn't keep Jerry from walking in. Ah, hey, bats, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> they they seem to know Jerry instantly. All right, thanks, Mary. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Judy, Kevin, hang on oh, the line. Yeah. One more second here. We got Trace up on the porch with us. What's going on, Trace? I would like to interject. Uh, the old tunnel road. That's where the yeah. the young lady was from so that's uh that's going to be a i, I remember it costing less yeah and i remember the, the, you have a front seat yep. to uh to the exit so yeah, it's um price wise and entertainment wise i think that that's the it may be a little further but it's probably the uh uh funner no it's trip. it's 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 worth it and I that's mean, where it's uh it's around Fredericksburg, Utopia, I want to say, that that's area. That's a neat day trip, then, to take the yeah. kids and see uh, that. And they, and they have a little walking. It's not a huge state park, but it's, uh, there's a little walking area where you can actually walk down early and, and kind of poke your... Get your seat. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, Trace, what's going on at the nursery? Well, we're still uh, we're still on the Fiesta pens. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so this is $7, and uh, you can get a uh, original... Millburger Fiesta Pen first year edition, and uh, that money benefits the Salvation Army. And we did real well last week with the uh, beef tacos. And yeah. That, that money was uh, donated to the uh, food bank. Mm-hmm. So we did real well with that. Uh, lots of color in. And we've got a lot yeah. of famous plants that are here right now. Famous plants. Famous plants. Famous. So uh, we did a thing at the uh, Valero Open. We right. Had, we had a bunch of plants out there, and they are now back. So oh, okay. You can uh, you can actually come and visit some plants that were probably on TV. Wow. And uh, and a lot of them we put out at a a, a good price too. So oh, okay. See if we can't move through them. Lots of good color. Unless there's golf balls that are there. And there's, and there's some real pretty zinnias and rudbeckia that that got used as color plants out there, and they're like four dollars off their normal price. Oh, wow! So we've got the uh, ten-inch pots of zinnias at twelve ninety-nine. We got delphinium at nine ninety-nine. Those are normally twenty. Uh, so there's a lot of famous and inexpensive plants that have uh, both of the, both around. of those plants. The butterflies really like too. So. Uh, yeah, Rebecca, Coryophyllum. There was a number of plants that that we hauled down there, uh, and and you can you can own some uh, some. Part of television. There history. you go. Okay. There you go. All right, and you brought up a plant of the weekend. I, I did. We've done this one once, but it's very popular. It's my baby. I, I, I had to get it back in just so that we could do uh, this. But so, uh, do, well, do you want to talk it's about my it? My baby. I want to cry about it. All right. Well, I'll let you talk about it then. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, Blue Angel Althea, uh, Rosa Sharon. A lot of people call it. And uh, it it was bred in, in in my hometown there in Somerville, Tennessee, and uh, by uh, Dr. Sam McFadden, who used to be a 
horticulturist uh, for, and retired as a horticulturist uh, from the University of Florida uh, in in the forties and fifties. Well, fifties, I guess. But uh, he bred this thing, and uh, the, the, I always tell the story of, of this particular plant because Dr. McFadden, his whole, and, and by the way, you can read the write-up about this particular plant and Dr. McFadden's uh, history on plantanswers.com, on the horticulture heroes. And uh, he, he, he was crossing, he was wanting to cross the... Uh, the perennial hibiscus with althea to get a bigger bloom and some different color blooms. And uh, so he was showing me a seedling population, and he was mainly showing me one that had a huge bloom on it, biggest bloom that he'd ever produced on there. But the problem is it only produced one or two blooms per year. Dr. McFadden was, uh, like I say, a breeder, not not necessarily a marketing person, and uh, so he w- he wanted me to bring it back to Texas. He would come up with the he would come up with the uh, the new new breeds, and I would bring them back and propagate them. He didn't have anywhere to propagate them, so I would propagate them in in Texas, and then bring him some back for, to spread around Tennessee there. But uh, as we were walking up to see this once blooming althea that he had, we walked by this. We walked by what was to become Blue Angel althea, and that thing was full of blooms from top to bottom. <laughs> and, and he just walked right by. I said, uh, "Doctor, Doctor McFadden, what, what, what's the story on this particular plant?" He said. Yeah, that one has been blooming. It bloomed before everything else bloomed, and uh, it blooms all summer. But this is the one I want to show you over here. <laughs> and he had a white. He had a white one that we named White Angel Althea. But this Blue Angel Althea, and, and just looking at this plant that we have here in front of us, if you look at every, uh, the axle of every leaf, it's got a bloom bud. Ooh, wow. See the see the yeah see the bloom buds on there. Uh huh. Yep. So and, and so uh, it's a it's a blooming machine and great uh, it's, it's uh, we the reason we don't we we uh, don't grow them out in, in large numbers here in Texas is because they they're not uh, they don't grow as well in hot climate hot climates that the once you get the plant i mean once you get the big plant they they bloom and, and do well i've i've I grew them for years at the san antonio botanical garden and uh, everybody just fell in love with them over there but uh as far as producing them in quantity they do better in a in a cooler climate like east texas and uh, and they're known more my my uh, home house in tennessee is surrounded by Althea's that my mother, that's been there for 60, 70 years, and so uh, and my mother used to cut them cut them way back uh, about every three or four years, and I, I at that time I didn't know anything about plants and I was thinking that she was killed them you know when you when they cut them back so hard, but uh, it's a beautiful and it's got a larger bloom and it's a, a profuse bloomer. So how many of these you got? 
Well, I hope there's more than two down after that long story. I, I, I got in a dozen-ish. Okay. So there's about 12 All right. down there. Um, there might be a bigger size. I'd have to look. But there's there's 12 or so in this one-gallon can for twelve ninety-nine. Yeah, that's a good deal. In, but I, I, got these, I got these out of Oklahoma. So yeah, right. to, to get... To get this, I bought a lot of Althea. So I've got a slug of different colors. Oh, good. Uh, in fact, the the, the uh, raspberry series, uh, I think I've got some of every one of those. So there's a lot of fancy colors down there yeah. and a lot of solid colors, some single, some double. He's last to get your Blue Angel. These last yeah. three years have been good Althea. Oh, it's weather. this year. Oh, yeah. Great. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Just hey, like um, all right. So East they, Texas, this one, the Blue Angel, is twelve ninety nine in the one gallon container, right? Yes, it is. And you've got so you need to hurry here now, or call four nine seven three seven six zero. That's the nursery, at four nine seven three seven six zero, and say, okay, put aside a couple for me. I'll be in there tomorrow or Monday or Tuesday or whatever. And that, that works. And when you come to pick it up, you can look at all the other varieties that there we have go. as well. There you go. Is Jerry going to autograph this one? Yeah, we can autograph it. We'll do this one. I was saying it's it's a shrub. This is a shrub, right? I mean, you don't look at it as a small tree. I I, I call it either either one myself. All right. I was trying to see how. I was trying to read on there what what size they said. Oh. All right, we'll do this, guys. Hey, y'all do that. I got a couple folks that have been waiting a while. Judy is on the line at 308-8867, 308-8867. Hi, Judy. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? Oh, hi. Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm uh, an older lady who's uh, trying to make a 40-year comeback to growing things, and uh, I have these tomato plants in my, my uh First of all, I had them in those little cardboard things, and the raccoons ravaged them. I guess there's some kind of seeds got in there. So we got them into pots. I told my handyman who was helping me, we got to put the cages down in the, the I guess it's about a one-gallon pot. we got to put the cages down in there first, even though the plants are getting kind of big, before you put the plant down in there. That's what you told one week, I think, right? Well, he didn't do it. So, okay, so now uh, the things are, the cages are kind of tottering. So I began to think of a lot of things here. I don't think it's a good idea to try to pull these these cages out. They're leading to the side. They're not being anchored properly. Is there right. some trick that when you first get the cages, you've got to fan out the bottom? The bottoms is kind of narrow. And so yeah. uh, I don't know why yeah, they made the, them like those, that because you those would. Ca- those, yeah, those cages that, uh, that they have around are. Well, not very they, good. They, are they? they make them narrow at the bottom, so it's you can stick down them in pyramids. The, yeah, and stick them in the ground. But a well, lot of people see, say the be, best way to use pot, those so they cages. They weren't made for the pot, then. Is that what it is? Right. This cage was not the right kind of a cage for a pot. I well, see. if it was a big, if it was a big pot, yeah, I well, use those yeah, kind of cages uh, for a half whiskey barrel. Too narrow at the bottom. I don't understand why they made it like that. So now, if I wanted to make it work, I'd have to pull the cages out. And try to fan out those those bottoms, and to try to re-stick them in there again, or just let it go. Or, or you could turn it upside down. Oh, how smart! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of gardeners have told me that fussing about those uh, cylinder cages are, are no, they're here cone, cones. They're yeah, cones. Cones. Yeah, that's good. Description. And uh, they said that they they. 
you know, they they have a tendency to fall over and everything. No, else. this is not good at all. You have to bottle all this but, stuff. In but the if you put if you put them in, they they say if you put them in upside down, put them put them around the tomato upside down. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, that's really smart. That, that's okay, and then let me ask you real quickly. You know, uh, I have them back here on two platforms in my backyard, which is fairly shaded. There is lots of splotches of sun coming in, but I had not planned to leave them leave them there. But things have been so hectic here. Uh, I just was wondering, do they have to have full sun until May when the sun gets more intense, or can they make it here in this uh, splotchy shade? Will they get enough? Will they get enough sun? Because the more intense sun they get, the faster they're going to collect the light and grow. Well, right? What 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 condition are they in there? Are they blooming or have they set no, fruit? No, they're just or? about. They're only about oh, a foot high, maybe. Oh gosh. So oh. that's not very high, right? They're supposed to be higher than that by now. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um. So that means well, there in, though, there's a couple issues there. The one-gallon container is not large enough for them to sort of support see. it very My well. goodness. My goodness. That, you, know, you almost it, have to take a course in tomato growing, don't you? Goodness. <laughs> so yeah, you, I need guess a, I can... you need a five-gallon container. Yeah, and full Oh, sun. my. Okay, well, you know what? What I'm going to have to do is have my handyman redo the platforms because I'd say I didn't want to lean over too far as I want a cane. And redo the platforms okay. and move them all to another location. But they really yeah. do need full sun until at least uh, the middle of June or something, where the sun gets so intense that the summer solstice. Right. right. Yeah. Morning sun, afternoon shade is ideal, of course. So then I have to move them back, probably, huh? <laughs> right. Okay. Now I don't even know what kind. I I meant to get several kinds, but the day I went was a. Everything is everything is everything can't be a priority. But something you try to make something a priority, and something else becomes a priority. But I end up getting these eighteen twenty eight. Is it variety? Is that a what type right. of tomato is that? Is that a cherry? It's, it's a large. It's a slicer. It's a large. Oh, good. That's what I want. That's, that's supposed to taste good. And, okay. Uh, now, what about? Got, I have a lot got, of raccoons that come through my backyard at night trying to get cat food. So will they eat the tomatoes, or do I have to put a bird seed net over a bird net over the whole thing? Then I, I think I would put a bird net over. It. Yeah, well, if, there, if there's okay. if there's cat food, they'd rather have cat food than tomatoes. But if yeah, they'll get both. Well, I know. I know this. I, you know, I wish that they'd come up with a uh, something to control wildlife reproduction. You just spread it out, and then anything that ate it would just not have any more I mean, more babies for a while. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Judy. Well, uh, you can you can you can control the population by uh, starving them. Elimination. No. Yeah, Thanks, you got to move them somewhere. Where are you going to move them to? There's nobody, no places to move them to. The, I don't anyway. think Jerry's the, planning the on moving them. Pie, the stew pot. Yeah. Sigh. Have yeah. you never had raccoon? <laughs> Silence. Uh, yeah. no. you, think, you think about that. And we'll, uh, Judy and we'll move. Thanks, Judy. You take care. Yeah. All right. Kevin's on the line at 308 Hi, Kevin. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon. I, asked, uh, I, I, I did ask Roy if we're going to get 100% rain today, but he doesn't know yet. So. Oh, okay. He doesn't know? <laughs> no, not yet. We'll let him do some research. Yeah. So um, I had a question. I called you guys a few months ago on um, I planted the onions, um, the January onions that uh, oh, good. You did your, your onion blog or your onion uh, show. The, yeah. um, so how do I know when they're when they're ready, when um, the, the top they fall over? over? 
when the top when fall over. over. Okay. As long Alrighty. as the top doesn't fall over, and as long as they haven't bloomed. Now, if they bloom or bolt, the top right. won't fall over. Now, I right, get it. Right. As long as that top stays upright, they're getting bigger. Have they got, have okay. they got big bulbs? They've, they've got big bulbs, actually, because um, Jerry asked me last time. I counted it. They're, they've got at least 20, 25 um, leaves on them that they've gone through. Wow. Because oh, yeah. I, I had somebody who stopped by and talked to me at this Comal County Master Garden event this morning, and they had big, nice big bulbs, but they were concerned. They said, well, usually there's a whole month more for them to grow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but... Uh, I said, well, after three years, they're ready to harvest, and they're not, <laughs> no, not going to get about, much bigger than that. <laughs> yeah, I've, they I've might got if the top hasn't fallen over. There's the, yeah. Yeah, there's a, yeah now I, I've got about 30 over. of them. i got about 30 of them, and only, only a couple have fallen over. So. But you I'm ready to eat them anyway. One, 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 aren't you, well, you can eat them now. I mean, you know, they're just yeah. not as Oh, yeah. No, I already have eaten some of the green ones. Yeah. Then uh, weren't you the one that used copious amounts of osmocote on there? Yes, sir, I did, and I did. Well, there I did you go. one. Um, yeah, I did. Well, I did. Remember, I did one pot with um, with the copious amounts of osmocote plus, and the uh, and one with uh, my organic. So the uh, osmocote go. came out a little bit bigger. Of course. The well, but the half the row <laughs> didn't do too bad. It stood on its own. Yeah, uh-huh. you're, just, you're just being trying to be nice to the has to grow. Yeah. You can't well. beat a copious amount of osmocote, I'm telling you. Quit, tr- uh, quit, trying, to, quit trying to beat with those uh, weak organics. And this segment of the show yeah. brought to you by uh, <laughs> copious amount of osmocote. Copious. I think he's getting a kickback. I, I'm pretty sure. Here. <laughs> yeah. We need to get in touch with them and see if they're sponsoring. Okay. Yeah. I'll call them up. Uh, all right. Well, okay, thank is, you guys. So, thanks, Kevin. Nobody has more for Osmocote sales than I have. No, you've, hey, got, you've done a copious I, amount. I've got, a, I've got a story about copious. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. Well, tell us in a minute. we got to take a okay. quick break. We'll be back in a moment. 308-8867 is our number. And you're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, and right now is the time to head over to Millburgers to find terrific things for your garden. You'll find things for sun and shade, like caladiums, on sale in the six-inch pot for just four eighty-eight. Vincas are on sale, and they have the Cora series of Vinca, which are disease-resistant and deer-resistant, and you'll find them in the four-inch pot on sale for just ninety-eight cents each. One of the most popular plants at Millburgers is Mexican heather, and now. It's on sale in the one-gallon container for just three eighty-eight. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on bougainvillea. Ground covers are on sale, and dwarf yopon holly. You've heard us talk about it. Now save on it, fifty percent off in the three-gallon container. Nine eighty-eight, just nine eighty-eight in the three-gallon container. To learn more about all the great events that are happening at Millburgers and what's on sale, you only need to go to one place: millburgernursery.com. Millburgernursery.com. 
After one of the most remarkable elections in U.S. history, Donald J. Trump became our fourth president. Since his inauguration, the news cycle has raced to keep up with his policies and promises on immigration, health care, jobs, and foreign affairs. But how do voters accurately evaluate the first 100 days of the Trump presidency? And what should Americans expect moving forward? To honestly answer these questions, 9.30 a.m., The Answer, along with our local sponsor, Robert Custom Homes, and our national sponsor, MyPillow, present President Trump, the first 100 days, an evening with Larry Elder, May 23rd in San Antonio. Larry will address the issues and evaluate the president's first several months in office. Be a part of this interactive event. Tickets start at just $15 and are available now at 930amtheanswer.com. Sponsored by In-Home Senior Care and MyPillow. Visit MyPillow.com and type the discount code 100 days to buy the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. Larry Elder at San Antonio's Palladium Theater on May 23rd. Presented by 930am. The Answer. Whoa, Bill. Why are you wearing an apron? Nick, it's time for Genie Lamp Spring Cleaning. Not today, Bill. We've got bathroom wishes to grant because for a limited time, anyone can purchase a new Genie Bath System, walk-in shower, and receive a free vanity plus bathroom flooring. That's a $1,500 value. Or free. At Genie Bath Systems, we convert your old embarrassing bathtub into a luxurious walk-in shower. With all the latest colors and patterns. And a Genie Bath walk-in shower costs 30% less than the competition. And installed weeks faster than conventional remodeling. No more hiding your old outdated tub behind a shower curtain. Let your new beautiful walk-in shower with a frameless glass door bring a fresh new look to your bathroom. For a limited time, purchase a new walk-in shower and receive a free vanity plus bathroom flooring. See for yourself. Visit Genie Bath System showroom just off of Broadway and Freedom Drive or visit GenieBathSystems.com. Nick, I still need your help cleaning the Genie lamp. I can't. I wish I could. <laughs> Allergies. Genie Bath Systems. 739-1372. That's 739-1372. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, when you come by Millburgers and you ask your gardening question in person, we're going to give you a uh, Fiesta Medal, the Millburgers Fiesta Medal. When you come by Millburgers, too, take a look at Nature's Creation, an all-natural line of lawn and garden products, including natural fertilizers, herbicides, insecticides, fungicides, and soil amendments. They build them with one slogan in mind, one mission, to be kid, pet, and planet safe. Uh, Nature's Creation is a Texas company combining the latest in organic research with traditional materials to offer the environmentally responsible consumer solutions for their lawn and garden needs. There's natural fertilizers. There's uh, things like uh, dried molasses. There's the uh, Nature's Creation Root Stimulator. Look for all those here at Millburgers Nursery, where you'll find a complete line of Nature's Creation environmentally friendly products. Remember, they're kid pet and planet friendly. All right, our phone number here, 308-8867, 308-8867, toll free, 866-308-8867. We've been kind of busy. Oh, and by the way, um, now that he's getting requests and kind of he's, he's, he's in demand by our listeners, uh, after the, we start the hour, uh, Roy will give us the uh, the weather forecast for today. He wanted to see if he would say 100%. I think folks are listening there on the edge of their seat wondering what Roy's going to do, whether he'll do the 100% or not. And we want the time. We want the time because, the you know, the river parade's tonight, right? No. no something the Fiesta Flambeau, I think. Flambeau is tonight. Uh-oh, they're going to put Roy under pressure. So Fiesta they, pressure. They, they want it to be after Flambeau. Okay. After 10 o'clock. I can understand that. It's not a, not a uh, event that matches Roy's weather forecast, but, you know. Nothing is. In a couple a couple weekends, we're going to be having a grand uh, opening uh, 
exercise or yeah. for the butterfly, the Milberger's Butterfly Garden here. And it's going to be kind of neat. I'll be available an hour before the radio show, an hour after to answer any questions you may have about uh, attracting butterflies and the plants that we've got available. And then Milberger's has this long list of butterfly plants, and you've got the examples of them in the garden. And they're going to give a 20% discount for plants on that list during that uh, special. That time period? Yeah, and that's the, the that's yeah. the Saturday before Mother's Day, so it's kind of that's appropriate. Right? Yeah, and the butter the butterflies Family. are starting out this year like they were last year, just a lots and lots of varieties, <clears throat> lots of individuals, and so it might be kind of fun, you know, to bring the kids and. Uh, Dad and get your and uh, mom and then uh, talk about the, doing the butterfly garden together and uh, take advantage of the of the information. Oh yeah, and also the uh, sale price on on the on the spectacular plants. And they're going to have all our favorite uh, like our uh, porter weed <laughs> and milk weeds and mist flowers and of course zinnias and, and then a whole list. Yeah, a whole long list salvias. Everything that uh, that is recommended in terms of uh, butterflies. Now it'll be limited to the plants that are on the nursery. It's in the nursery at that time. Yeah. yeah. So that's right. so you want to get here early if you want to take advantage of but it. But you know, you know, Charles and Trace, they're always. Oh yeah. They always have, try to have lots of good plants for your choice. But that'll be fun. Put that on your calendar. Yeah. Charles had a good idea. I, think, I don't know if you mentioned it or not, but you could. Yeah, this could be your way to learn how to build mom a butterfly garden. And for we got an Day. example of one that oh, looks yeah. really good and uh, attracts the butterflies. And we're going to be like the the Rose Society. Uh, yeah, you just come and ask Calvin questions. questions. And and during the show, you just come ask him more questions. And the staff, uh, you know, you you heard Mary earlier, and uh, uh, a lot of the Roger. And a lot of the uh, individuals on the staff uh, helped with the garden, so they'll be available for questions and information, too. All right. Uh, Larry's on the line at 308-8867, 308-8867. Larry, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Good afternoon, gentlemen. I have a question for Dr. Parsons. All right. All right. Back, back in January, after the freeze, I called, and my freshly planted onions had taken a pretty good hit with the 16-degree uh, weather. And uh, I took your advice, and I replanted. Uh, you told me to report back. Uh, any of, the, any of the, the onions that got nipped by 16 degrees never got any bigger than uh, 2 inches. Oh my goodness! Okay. Uh, I have onion. My 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 replanted crop. Uh, uh, they're anywhere from three to five inches, and they're. My question is, they're starting to dry down. How how much how much green foliage should there still be when you pull them to finish them drying on a table? Once once the top falls over, they're 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 ready to harvest. Uh, you do, you don't uh, uh, w- once the top goes down or uh, goes down the uh, the skin sets and then uh, the the commercial people go in there and uh, harvest them at that time and uh, uh, put them in uh, uh, burlap bags and and let them dry in the field but they they don't have any top 
they, they're still not. Once that top goes over, there's no more nutrient flowing into the into the onion bud. Do they cut that flat that top off? Yeah. yeah. But they got a little uh, sh- sharp one-bladed knife kind right. of thing, or okay. Or scissors. Scissors. Okay. So as that, the that, as, so question. so as the temperatures are approaching 90 degrees now, and and the tops are drying, uh, starting to you know starting to dry down. Uh, what should I do as far as should I continue to water them uh, regularly? No, no. Pull the water. Okay. Uh, after they, now you keep saying that the tops are drying down. Are they falling over? Well, I've got a few that have fallen over, and I've gone through, and and uh, you know some of the small ones uh, that that reach maturity, uh, and they, and they're, those tops were completely dried, and I went ahead and pulled those up, and we're we're consuming those. But I have, you know, it seems like about half of them they're still still have an actively growing thinner, uh, so that so I have them from being completely dried down in the ground to some that are still actively growing. So I'm I'm kind of confused on what to do with the water. But they're the same age, right? I mean, the plants are the, the same, same age. They they are yes, they're all the, they're all the same age. So and the bu- and the bulbs about the same size, right? Uh, they're anywhere from from like I say, two to five inches, and it seems like the okay. bigger bulbs they're they're not they don't have. Uh, you know, the, the I could tell the maturity because of the brown skin, but the ones that right, still have right. yellow yellow skin and they're actively growing, uh, the, they're you know, you know I mean I just it's a sandy it's a it's a sandy uh, sandier soil in a raised bed, and uh, so if I just need to with, withhold watering them uh, and yeah, just leave them yeah. in the ground and just leave them in the ground until the the tops dry enough to where the wind will break them over, and then that's when they're ready to be pulled up. Yeah. Or if you want to go harvest, harvest them all at the same time, wait till 50% of the tops are over, you know, have fallen over, and then okay. go in there with a, a broom or a rake or something and, and break the rest of the tops over. In other words, just, just brush them over and break them off. And how long how long do I leave them in the ground with the top broken over? Oh, uh, till they completely dry up. The top's okay. completely dry. Will deer eat? Or, or, or you can, or you after you break the tops open, or give them about a week, and then you can pull them and dry them on a picnic table or somewhere. Right. Uh, do deer eat? Do deer like onions? Hey, I think deer will eat onions. Are you finished with the onions? All right, we got we got to go. We got to go to the news, okay? We're never finished with the Thanks, onions. Thanks, Larry. We'll be back in a moment. 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867. More in a moment on Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. 
The answer, 308-8867. We were thinking about something, too, afterwards. If you, for some reason, want to learn more about Butterfly Gardens, especially the one here and what went into it, uh, and you can't come the day that Calvin uh, is going to be sitting out in the uh, garden, um, the guys here were uh, are very knowledgeable. Claudette, uh, Roger, both uh, helped you. And uh, who else was? Mary. Okay. But, uh, Claudette is kind of the lead lead person on the, the planting and everything. So, so yeah, uh, you could come out and ask them anytime. Just kind of, hey, I've been thinking about doing this, and then... Uh, Uh-oh. What? We got trouble. There's a giant swallowtail. <laughs> over there at the citrus. Yeah, over at citrus, getting ready to lay some of it. Uh-oh. That's, that's one of the plants that uh, is... Is on the part list? of the butterfly, yeah, part okay. of the butterfly garden. Oh, I would, I would never thought about that, but it is. See, so could you? Is that on the list? Oh yeah. Let's see. So, you can save on that one when Calvin's here. So, all right, three hundred eight, eighty-eight, sixty-seven. It is on the list now. It's kind of like uh, oh. <laughs> us and no, my, uh, Charles said that it will be everything that's on the list, and then any of the plants that we that we uh, think are important for the. Um, attracting butterflies and that are in the garden, and there's we planted the citrus in the garden. Oh, good for the giant swallow. That's probably a write-up available, or will be available uh, pretty soon. Yeah, that, that they can get a list of the plants and a write-up on the butterfly garden. Yeah, there's two. There are two documents floating around. Uh, I, I'll I'll find them and send them to you. Okay, I'll put them on plant answers. Okay. So people can get them there. So we'll tell you more about that. You can also go to millburgernursery.com to learn more about that, millburgernursery.com. And, uh, well, okay, so we got Roy. He's ready with the weather. Oh, is he? By popular demand. Is, that is there any music? Roy, to lead in, uh, you know, yeah, Roy, we're going to find you uh, some, some weather music. Uh, if he doesn't say 100%, we're firing him. What? No, Roy's got integrity. He doesn't care. He doesn't believe it's 100%. He's not going to say it. He can't be a weatherman with integrity. Okay? He's got to get over that. Well, if, if you're a weather person or a meteorologist, send your letters directly to Dr. Jerry Parsons. Uh, okay. So Roy McDonald with the, uh, the answer weather forecast. What's going on, Roy? Hey, guys. How are you? Good, good, man. What's going on? Well, let's take a look here. Right now we're at 85 degrees. We're actually going to get a little bit warmer today. By about 5 o'clock, we'll get all the way up to 90 degrees uh, this afternoon. So, Oops, yeah, it's going to warm up a little bit more. But uh, there is a possibility for some rain tonight, Jerry. Well, there you go. What time? <laughs> what right time now, right now, the highest, the highest percentage. Is, well, no, not, not quite ten. At nine o'clock, I'm sure. Uh, right oh, now, it's like it's no. about a about an eighty percent chance right now around oh, nine. Oh my goodness! No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. They better take their umbrellas to the parade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem um, like it'll be around that long, but that's the highest percentage that I yeah, can find. Yeah, they said only what. A- Quarter to half an inch is all. This. Right, so it's it's not going to be uh, an extreme amount of rain, but the highest percentage is right there at nine o'clock. Yeah, I know that's not not the best news, but yeah, hopefully it won't last get too you long. Wet. Yeah, yeah. It'll be, it'll be a little bit wet, but uh, the good news is, <laughs> after that, yes. after that, we, we look we look pretty good the rest of the week. Uh, Sunday okay. high of seventy nine, low of fifty five degrees, partly cloudy skies. Monday high of eighty seven, low of fifty, uh, with uh, clear skies. And Tuesday high of eighty nine, low of sixty degrees, 
partly cloudy. Wednesday, there is a slight chance, about a 30% chance with some afternoon showers on Wednesday with a high of 88, low of 70. And Thursday, high 78 degrees, low 60s. And 80, uh, on Friday, it's going to be a high of 82 with a low of 55 and clear skies. So pretty, wow. uh, yeah, looks like around the mid to high 80s all week. And the lows uh, kind of around the 50 to 60 range. So look pretty good. It's supposed to be cool tomorrow, isn't it? Right, yeah. Tomorrow's going to be a high of only uh, 79 degrees. Uh, Ooh, that'd be nice. We yeah. see if Milton's going to wear his shorts. <laughs> 50% chance <laughs> today, I'll wear Today is short weather. Yeah, <laughs> short sleeve and weather. And you, you told me last week wearing jackets and all that was over. You said I could do it. And I do, Roy Jerry. Did. I have to admit, I took, uh, took my rain jacket with me today. Oh, today that was smart. Okay. Well, thank you, sir. All it's right, nice guys. That you're getting a following, and so even <laughs> even under threat of being let go, <laughs> you refuse to to not give an accurate forecast. So, so, so that rain tonight is what? What did you say? Eighty percent or eighty eighty percent? Eighty percent. Oh my goodness. Eighty percent. That's as close as I could get. I went out of a limb with the eighty percent too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think you were pushing it. Okay. Thank you. All right, Lord. guys. Bye. Yes. All right, 308 8867. Look at this trellis loaded with booms here. Jasmine. Oh, on the, wow. oh my goodness. Gosh. Well, I bet that smells good. Isn't that a. Delphinium. No, no, not that. The trellis. Look at the the big. Oh, oh yeah, that does smell good. I yeah, my, my uh, jasmine on my back fence is blooming. Is full it? blue. Uh, I, I planted it along the chain link fence, uh-huh. and uh, didn't water it. hadn't watered it in years, and it only I planted the whole length of the fence, uh, about thirty feet with jasmine, and it covered the fence uh, for the first few years because I took care of it. Mm-hmm. And then I quit watering it, and there's only one left. Oh wow. But uh, it's full bloom, and it's thick. You know what else? uh, You talk about fragrant plants that's doing. The sweet peas are still doing them. Oh, yeah. We talked about those a long time. It was not like last year. Last year was spectacular. They were up. How's the spider mites? Have they showed up yet? Not yet. No. My uh, English peas bit it. They're done for. But the I would have thought they would have been the same. Yeah. Or even... uh, Lasting longer, but the sweet peas are going strong. They're putting out uh, seed pods now, uh, but they still got lots of blooms in the fragrance. Oh yeah, I think of that jasmine and the sweet peas. I think are in that same same league. The citrus has really been pretty fragrant this and, year uh, after they during the during their bloom cycle. In some cycles. Play, landscapes, yeah, during is. their bloom cycle, the ones that didn't freeze back, but. Uh, Kevin got a nice article in today's paper. You, you, I see you using one of Neil Sperry's stink bug on tomato pictures. Is it? Yeah. That's his. That, oh. that middle one is ah. the one that's got the red fruit and stink bug. Is, that's Neil Sperry's. And uh, I actually got a picture of the leaf-footed stink bug in there. And uh, it, the headline is "Rain Rains Mean Healthy Plants and Pests." So, uh, and the snails—that's a good snail picture. Uh, oh, 
the snail picture is is courtesy of Escargot Farm Grow Farms. <laughs> you expect so, them to have good snail pictures. Yeah, so they after, yeah, after they photographed, they ate them. Huh? <laughs> so. People uh, people uh, underestimate the damage that snails and stuff. Oh yeah. Especially this where we've had this moist weather. Every little, you know, if you leave a rock or a stick near your raised bed gardens, you pull that out. There can be 15, 20, and those little, and those black uh, slugs too. Yeah, they like, love that young foliage, yep. that tender foliage. Go out at night and you'll see them for sure. But uh, there's a couple different. Ways to control them, the easiest is, uh, of course, just to put a, a bait out there. That works really well, but everybody kind of has fun with the uh, beer traps, too. And so we do, I haven't mentioned the beer, I haven't written up the beer traps for a while, but this article t- tells you how to how to do that. And uh, we used to, Jerry and I used to make fun about, uh, you know, you get a, it's, some gardeners were using it as an excuse to sip half a beer <laughs> during their gardening day. And uh, but the the uh, slugs and snails and peel bugs also go into the into those uh, traps, and they they don't care if it's cheap beer or expensive beer or stale beer. They they're attracted to it and it'll fill up. It's just it's a, just quite an experience to. Put them every three feet, a plastic cup, buried to the level of the ground, and then half fill it with beer, and the slug snails and pill bugs will find it. And they'll, uh, you just have huge numbers that'll take that sac- sacrificial dive, or suicidal dive, I guess. <laughs> and Calvin mentioned the, uh, the aphids on the milkweed, and uh, his, 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 I get, I get. You, you said that they're they're fed they're fed by fed upon by wasp and ladybugs. Uh, and I I, I I forgot about the. I get some wasp do eat those aphids. Yeah, you can see the you'll see the wasps moving around the. The aphids. Uh, yeah. The the, the plants. I just take aphids. I'm just taking for granted that they're feeding on the on the wasps because there are there you know and the butterflies. Run into them every once in a while, and mm-hmm. a little, little dispute. But I, we had the we had a gardener. What was it last week? That's that was had uh, decided that the milkweed was more important than the butterflies. <laughs> and I ran into the same thing Uh-oh. at this Comal event. I mean, why do they, why do they think you planted milkweed? Yes, you know. And I get this blank look then. It was just like, I've been programmed to protect those plants. It doesn't matter if they're, uh, they're milkweeds. They've got bugs on them. <laughs> no, the bugs are the desirable <laughs> butterfly caterpillars. And Kevin says uh, to just wash them off. If, if the aphids bother you, I don't know how they bother them. I, they, just being there, I oh. guess, bothers you. Yeah, they being. They're it's like it's like not. They're it's yellow. like the leaves. They're really bright yellow, aren't they? Oh yeah, they've got yeah orangey show. Orange, yeah, right, yellow orange, yeah. Uh, just uh, the control strategy is to spray them off with a water hose, a hard spray of water with the water hose. 
and uh, they don't come back. They don't fly, and it takes them a long time to walk back. Nothing. <laughs> they're, they're small. <laughs> and we do have uh, milkweeds uh, here. We've got the uh, tropical, and then uh, I think the tuberoso is scheduled to be here. I don't know if it's got here yet. Hopefully it will be here by our uh, dedication event. Yeah, um, I mean, they're growing a lot. I've yeah. seen uh, uh, Trace is having a special growth of uh, oh, good. milkweed. Good, yeah. Well, I, so a lot of them. Yeah, I know Charles and Trace were, were moaning a little bit about, you know, those weird plants that I talk about for the butterflies, but I just knew that they they would have lots of choices in all the best plants here and all the different different plants for that event well they've got, they've already got a lot of them but uh, yeah. they especially have them for that event on on the uh what day, day was it milton 13th saturday the 13th 13th so uh right before mother's day and uh calvin will be outstanding in the field and um in the butterfly garden i guess is more appropriate but yeah so he'll be you'll be starting at 10 is that what you said or yeah 11? i'll do an hour before the radio show and an hour after. all right so 11 to 3 and um we'll have to see if we can broadcast from the butterfly garden least, yeah that'd be fun okay they're going to give you coverage you're going to get like a 10 do you know <laughs> i'll find out all right 308-8867 is our number 308 Umbrellas. Maybe you could hold an umbrella. Uh, over me? Over me, yeah. That, that'll, that'll get old pretty quick. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. It wouldn't bother me, you know. Yeah, no. It, I just don't think it'd be consistent. Hey, Trace is back. Hang on. Hang on. The first, ba- the first batch, there was some kind of crop failure. Oh, no. So they're working on another batch of tuberosa? them. Tuberosa? Yeah, but they, uh, they, David hadn't given me any uh, heads up of when it might be ready. Jerry says he I saw them the other up. day, and they look good to me. Okay, well. Now you can go in there and kill them. They were, they were about that time. Well, I'd let them double that before I want to sell them. Okay, okay. Hey, Trace. I'll ask them about I, th- I think they're they're coming. We um, had uh, a bunch of callers on the line when you were up here, so we couldn't spend much time with you. Uh, tell us again about the plant of the, the weekend. Well, and uh, anybody call yet? I, I I don't have that answer. Oh, okay. I've been running around with my head cut off. With yeah, I know. People that were here. All right, well, I'll but tell you. There's always room for more, so come on down. All right, so it's 497-3760. I'll give it again, and then I'll give it at the end of our talk with Trace before we go to break. But 497-3760 to get this. So it's, You can uh, come by, or um, this is Blue Angel. Blue Angel Althea. So uh, Jerry went a long spiel earlier about it. Uh, oh, very, very <laughs> but it, it is a, uh, a more prolific blooming Althea. And it's a next to onions. It's one of his favorite plants. Yeah, uh, it's a beautiful bluish purple color, and uh, the tag says six four to six feet, but I think it gets bigger than that. It, the ones that you saw, they were, they were bigger than that. Yeah, the 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 mother plant of of this althea, the original plant of this althea, uh, was uh, six or seven feet tall. So, uh, maybe, when I took the cuttings right, of the region. Maybe in a rocky situation, uh, but it could get bigger than that if it's got nice deep soil, I would imagine. Yeah. But it, the but, bigger it gets, the more it blooms. But uh, It's def- an amazing bloomer. Definitely a pretty color. And this is this is a plant that if you, if you plant it in a row or specimens, 
compost uh, area to enrich the soil. Right. And uh, mulch, for sure. So, under, in the long under. run, it's a hibiscus, but it's a deciduous hibiscus, so it's going to lose its leaves for winter. And won't freeze. Boy, but, you, you, if, you're, if you're kind of intrigued by this, go online and, and Google Blue Angel Althea. It's a gorgeous bloom. Is that is that my website? Is it? No. Oh, is it on your website? Is it on Plant Answers? No, this is this is a Gruitz website. Uh, oh, okay. Gruitz website. Okay. So uh, are they preempted, Jerry? I still got. No, I, I still, but I got better pictures than I. Got. Let me go look at yours. I don't know. That's a pretty good looking picture. <laughs> so anyway, we've got uh, last check on my check. There was about a dozen of them, and I, I may have some larger ones. I have to. So how many that. other? But you mentioned you have a whole bunch of other I, varieties. There's about 250 Althea back there altogether, and uh, the the uh, raspberry series, and there's singles and doubles and whites and reds and pinks and uh-huh. purples. Some uh, some people have, uh, reminisce about. The, I mean, remember the Altheas in well, the old a, days. It, yeah, it's an old it's an old fashioned plant that uh, deserves a comeback, and uh, this is probably the most exceptional of the bunch. But they're all gorgeous. I encourage actually planting multiple varieties, so you can actually have a uh, determination of which one you like best. Not not that Jerry's opinion is hey. on the on the lean side, but there Watch are some there are some other pretty Altheas uh, here. Oh yeah, the 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 company that grew those got out the Altheas from uh, from all over the United States. And uh, comparative, in other words, they they just didn't grow it because I said it was a good one, but uh, it has to, it has to rank up in the top bloomers and 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 growth habits and way it grows and the rat the rip. basically with with this one is the uh, rapid growth uh, that it does in containers up in up in uh, Arkansas. Where it's from? Our, our Alfie in our yard is gorgeous right now. It's just yeah. What color are yours? It's purplish, mm-hmm. purple pink. Not like the, this one has more blue in it. Than yeah, Blue Angel does. But uh, yeah, it's pretty. I couldn't find it on Plant Answers. You'll have to show me where I go. Or tell me where to go. I'll tell you where to go. <laughs> <laughs> he he has many <laughs> times gone. That's true. I, I think I set him up for that, didn't I? Yeah, you did. All right, Trace. What else is going on? So okay, so you, it's twelve ninety nine in the one gallon. Uh, I don't know if you said that. I was looking online, or you can so come by and get them now. There are about a dozen of these. Plus, you can check out the rest of them, uh, or call four nine seven three seven six zero four nine seven thirty seven sixty and sell them to put aside a couple for you, and you'll come pick them up. In the next couple of days. All right. What else is going on? Uh, we're still doing the Fiesta medals. Yeah. So uh, seven dollar, you can get a medal. It's a one of a kind. Well, not a one of a kind, but limited series. Mm-hmm. Uh, first edition Millburgers Fiesta medal, and the money goes to the benefit the Salvation Army. Yeah. So it's a great cause, and uh, um, it's a, a pretty medal too. So uh, if you're collecting Fiesta medals, this is one you'll want to have. Um, what else? Lots of color. Oh yeah, uh, we do have a lot of famous plants here, and uh, at good, better than normal prices. And Saturdays are bad a day to ask you about what's coming in vegetable and fruit wise and transplant wise, aren't they? It's a yes, because I can't tell you anything. Okay, tomorrow's a better. Tomorrow day. I can tell okay. you lots, but what's in? Uh, there's uh, Oscar okra. There's Ooh. about three, four different squashes, some cucumbers. 
Um, we still have some of the Tasty Lee tomato. Oh, good. And a fair amount of peppers, including ghost pepper. Oh, Lord, have mercy. So we, we, I brought in about five flats of ghost pepper. That was actually going to be the plant of the weekend. Till this, oh. This one, the Althea's weren't supposed to show till next week. Next weekend we'll do but, the uh, ghost peppers. Well, if that's assuming I have some. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> next week is going to be a mystery as to as we always. we got a lot of people that want to burn their membranes I already know. I already know. Okay. Yesterday, I'd have to check to see if they're still out there. Okay. Now. Well, about the other, like the honeydew or the, the and the seed ra- the seed rack is loaded with uh, seeds of all those vines too. Oh, okay. Can you plant them by seed now? Is it oh, too sure. early, yeah. too late? No, yeah. Okay. Okay. Good time. They grow fast once this weather is. Oh, really? Like this, yeah. Okay. Really fast. All right. Well, thank you, sir. Anything else you can think of? No, I think right. I've done my. You did great. All right. 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867, and toll-free, 866-308-8867. We're going to take a break and come back in just a moment with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas, live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Boulevardy Road on 930 AM, The Answer. DeWitt Plant Fabrics are the number one choice of lawn care professionals and consumers. DeWitt's high-performance quality products save time and are environmentally safe for responsible homeowners. DeWitt Pro 5 Seed Barrier, the industry's best needle-punched polypropylene fabric designed for the homeowner who demands professional quality products. Pro 5 Weed Barrier conserves soil moisture, increases growth, and prevents unwanted weeds from germinating. Pro 5 is a non-chemical, environmentally sound form of weed control, allowing air, water, and nutrients to pass through, which equates to no use of chemicals to eliminate weeds. With this permeable landscape fabric, air passes through, preventing soil suffocation, and is sustainable to grow healthy plants. The needle punch material allows water and nutrients to slowly seep through while preventing all weeds from growing. It is the ideal product for weed control under rocks, mulch, and soil. Pro 5 Weed Barrier is available at Millburgers Nursery in many different sizes. Next time you're at Millburgers, ask for DeWitt Pro 5 Weed Barrier. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, and right now it's the time to head over to Millburgers to find terrific things for your garden. You'll find things for sun and shade, like caladiums, on sale in the 6-inch pot for just four eighty-eight. Vincas are on sale, and they have the Cora series of Vinca, which are disease-resistant and deer-resistant, and you'll find them in the 4-inch pot on sale for just $0.98 cents each. One of the most popular plants at Millburgers is Mexican Heather, and now it's on sale in the one-gallon container for just three eighty-eight. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on Bougainvillea. Ground covers are on sale. And Dwarf Yopon Holly, you've heard us talk about it. Now save on it. 50% off in the three-gallon container, nine eighty-eight. Just nine eighty-eight in the three-gallon container. To learn more about all the great events that are happening at Millburgers and what's on sale, you only need to go to one place, millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles. 
have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 a.m. The Answer. Whoa, Bill, why are you wearing an apron? Nick, it's time for Genie Lamp Spring Cleaning. Not today, Bill. We've got bathroom wishes to grant because for a limited time, anyone can purchase a new Genie bath system, walk-in shower, and receive a free vanity plus bathroom flooring. That's a $1,500 value. Or free. At Genie Bath Systems, we convert your old embarrassing bathtub into a luxurious walk-in shower. With all the latest colors and patterns. And a Genie Bath walk-in shower costs 30% less than the competition. And installed weeks faster than conventional remodeling. No more hiding your old outdated tub behind a shower curtain. Let your new beautiful walk-in shower with a frameless glass door bring a fresh new look to your bathroom. For a limited time, purchase a new walk-in shower and receive a free vanity plus bathroom flooring. See for yourself. Visit Genie Bath Systems showroom just off of Broadway and Freedom Drive or visit GenieBathSystems.com. Nick, I still need your help cleaning the Genie lamp. I can't. I wish I could. <laughs> Allergies. Genie Bath Systems. 739-1372. That's 739-1372. Hugh Hewitt is fed up with the mainstream media and Trump. I was a reluctant Trump voter. I am happy to tell you when I think he does something bad. But listen to my friends in the mainstream media. When he gets results, don't deny them. Don't be Trump deniers. Trump achievement deniers are out there. And he's actually kicking NATO's butt to get in the game. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 5. Right before Mike Gallagher at 8 on 930 AM. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons, and you can be a part of the show, too. Call 308-8867, 308-8867, and you got a uh, red tip question during the break. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad, because you don't have they much saw, to offer. They saw that picture in the paper. And they have the and and it's close to here in rocky soil. Called the Comal event, there were three or four too. But there was uh, there was only five. There were only five years old. Oh wow! So we had another thirty year at the yeah. Comal oh, event. Oh, did you? Yeah, and I said, well, if they made it that long, you've you've, you've uh, had it. Uh, yeah, you're lucky. Life. Yeah, you're lucky. Yeah, yeah. Usually, on average, you were talking seven or eight years. Right. So. They're, they're just uh, they're attractive plant, but they're they're trouble. They don't uh, perform well here. Although there are some examples of good ones that look good. It's too bad if they were none of them looked good, then we wouldn't have to face yeah. this problem with them. But uh, and they also look good in containers. Oh gosh, yeah. And which which I guess that that Decept- sorrowful plant. Is is one of the is probably the number one shrub sold definitely in San Antonio. Think so? It's clo- yeah, it's probably close for sure. What would I maybe uh, pitch wouldn't I I'd sell it? And Hollies wouldn't. No, we wouldn't be having a, having a, so much trouble with it. Speaking of pictures, yeah, you finally Jerry finally showed me where the Blue Angel 
picture was on Plant Answers, <laughs> and uh, wow. <laughs> you <laughs> see why we chose that one, do you? Yeah, right? it has a few blooms on it. <laughs> it, it they're, they're, you, yeah, you, if you look at the picture, there's not about a half inch or a quarter inch uh, that doesn't have a bloom on it. It's gorgeous. So tell folks how to get there again now that you kind of. I can't. Okay, you go to go to plant go to plantanswers.com. Miscellaneous. Well, I, yeah. I, I, to make it easy. Oh, okay. Uh, the, go to plantanswers.com and on the first search engine to the left that comes up, type in uh, Sam McFadden. There you go. M C F A D D E N McFadden. He's a breeder. And. Uh, You'll you'll see, plant breeder. Plant breeder, yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I'm afraid when I knew him, he he'd finished the uh, <laughs> the other the kind other of breeding. Ca- other kind of breeding. Uh, he he was eighty eighty in his eighties when he was doing all this breeding. Uh, I mean, is that what I got to look forward to? Yeah, or, to be done breeding at eighty yeah, in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, probably. Oh gosh. If not sooner. It's so depressing to think about that. (laughs) He's bragging now. Focus. Just focus. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, get in a search engine and and look for Sam McFadden, our our, our horticulture heroes. You can also look at horticulture heroes. You can find it with a search engine. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, then you won't have to go through miscellaneous and find horticulture heroes and then... Uh, well, once you open that uh, McFadden write-up, be sure, and, and he tells about the uh, that that write-up tells about the crosses that were made. Uh, I think he he, I'm pretty sure, he crossed that with a perennial hibiscus. Um, oh wow! Which is, which cool. is, had never been done before. Uh, it had theorized that it could be done. But uh, when I put that write-up on there, uh, we had hibiscus breeders all over the world writing in and wanted to talk to Dr. McFadden because... How did you do that if you did it? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But uh, anyway, uh, I I don't know if he did it or not, but uh, the results are Blue Angel. you got to go look at that picture. Yeah. It, It... yeah, it's it's funny. I mean, because you were, Jerry goes, so I opened it up, and so you think it's got a few blooms on it? Uh, it's, 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 like, it's all blooms. Uh, it is all bloom. Wow, that thing's gorgeous. So uh, they have them here at Millburgers. Check it out, but uh, there's about a dozen or so, so you may want to. Uh, he didn't say if he had white angels, he must not have had white angels. Didn't sound like it, but the blue angel he did, and yeah, you know, that's, that's spectacular. White angel has never been as profuse bloomer as... As Blue Angel has, and there's been so we we tried to find, and the White Angel bloom is not as big as the Blue Angel bloom, but uh, but it it's still a good good bloomer for Hey, white. we need to recognize another uh, master gardener legend, Billy McKenzie, stopped by. Uh, yeah, yeah thank you, Billy. Yeah, and we were moaning and groaning. I was at least about the poppies. My poppies all. I guess because of the freeze, I don't know what, what why they didn't come back, but he brought us um, a jar of uh, seeds and uh, looked wonderful. And, and Billy was nice, even took care of me. He said, "Yeah." So I got I got some too. So Billy, I'll plant them. I'll try my best. 
Now, if you really love us, Milton, you make us some muffins. Or what some is it? Poppy, poppy, poppy seed muffin. Well, no. I want to plant Then we'll these. have a good show. <laughs> You're not going to plant them under the bamboo again, are you? No. No, no, no. I'm going to. He's not worth the bamboo. Anymore. No, the bamboo is with somebody else now. Oh. Uh, and actually, they seem to get rid of the bamboo. I don't know how. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I look at it occasionally to see if it's coming back. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Uh, looking at uh, uh, Neil Sperry's, well, we talked about Calvin's article about the, the pest at this time of the year, and he's got some great pictures. Those pictures really, really add to the to the column, don't they? Yeah. Uh, even even black and white, uh, when, when you can show the uh, things that you're actually talking about and writing about. Well, you're you're at the mercy of. Well, you don't have to be, but uh, depends on what the arrangement with the paper is. But the, the editor, you rely on the editors. Oh yeah. Well, this editor is doing a good job. Well, I, but occasionally the editor will say, "Have you got some pictures?" And then. Judy, my wife, or Jerry, or uh, David Rodriguez, or somebody will help. We'll look through their library to find the kind of pictures that we need for the article. Yeah. Well, their pictures really, really help out. You know, back back in the old days when when I was writing for the Los Antonio Light, uh, I furnished pictures, black and white pictures, and I've still got thousands of black and white pictures. Uh, in storage, because the you know the, uh, that I would go through every week when I needed pictures to go with the column, and I was convinced that uh, a good picture of what you're talking about is, like I said, worth a thousand words. Uh, so the, the pictures really add to it. Uh, Neil's got a picture in his on his in his section of. Uh, Oak leaf blister, a fungus issue with the foliage, uh, something up around up around Dallas, I guess. I've never seen it around here. And then Neil Spears got a also got a got a question about those stupid uh, oak sprouts, live oh, oak sprouts. Yeah. Said live oak seedlings have choked out our grass. <laughs> Choked out our grass. I wonder, I wonder, Can a brush killer be used to kill it without harming the tree or shrub? I wonder if that uh, parent tree up there, 35 feet tall uh, with sure. all those leaves, had anything to do with that. <laughs> can we ask it on the air? Okay. Quick, give her a pug, give her a deal before she leaves. All right. Yes, ma'am. You're on the air, and these guys will be able to help you, and you've, you're the winner of a... Uh, Nice Millburgers Fiesta medal. Awesome. So a donation will be made for that medal to the Salvation Army. What you got there? Thank you. My name's Virginia. I have a row of rosemary shrubs that I've planted um, from small, guys. and they're turning brown. Now, I looked it up on the Internet, tried to do some homework, and they said, well, it could be root rot from being overwatered. They have not been hardly watered at all, and I don't know. What is causing that? What you do you think? Now, Jerry, too. Uh, now, when did? Oh yeah. When did this show up? Uh, this has been creeping up for the last couple of months. I've already had to take one out. I 
I'm going to make a guess that it's leftover damage from the freeze. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, you think leftover oh, yeah. damage from the freeze? But it's continuing. Yeah, because we're seeing a lot of this, not just rosemary. You get a vascular system injury, and you and the plants can stay alive as long as it's cool, but then they get to the point where they have trouble with when the heat gets hot. I see. And, we, and we've seen we've seen a lot of rosemary damage. Yeah. Uh, and mostly, most of the time, you can cut out that damage and it'll fill in because the rest of your plants look wonderful. That, right. Uh, this foliage. section right here was fine uh, about three weeks ago. Uh, what you can't see is the section that I've already cut out. Yeah. How far down do I cut it out? Well, I would cut it down to where there's uh, to, you could uh, you could go to the ground, but I'd down to where there's uh, obviously grow, growth. So if there's any question that the stem is Dead or dying, take yeah. it, take it out. So it's a, and you'll have so you'll have a gap for a short time, but sure. uh, fill it'll fill in. Yeah, I've noticed this is only happening to the rosemary that is the straight vertical kind. Right. The more creeping kind is doing just fine. Right, right. Closer. We, we had. Yeah. Uh, David Rodriguez has some uh, uh, plot plots of uh, of of herbs that that uh, and uh, we noticed that with with. Uh, in those plots, that the the upright took yeah. it took it to pretty close. hard. Are they a little more hardy, the creeping kind, well, just yeah. in general? Either that, either that, or they're just closer to the you know the insulated heat source. The ground, yeah. And you know, on the the upright or up in the air, where the te- the temperature got to be 16 Maybe, degrees yeah. down near the soil, probably didn't mm-hmm. get below you know 30 degrees. No, I wouldn't think so. So that that okay. may be part of it. Well, thanks, guys. Sure, All thank right. you. Good luck. We'll follow right. up on your advice. Appreciate it. Now, did, did you have a question? No. Oh. <laughs> 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867. Let's take a break while we got a chance. She appreciated her medal. Yeah, she did. Yeah. 308-8867. More of Bill Berger's Gardening South Texas is coming up right here on 930 AM. This is, of course, The Answer. It's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And right now is the time to head over to Millburgers to find terrific things for your garden. You'll find things for sun and shade, like caladiums, on sale in the 6-inch pot for just $4.88. Vincas are on sale, and they have the Cora series of Vinca, which are disease-resistant and deer-resistant, and you'll find them in the 4-inch pot on sale for just $0.98 cents each. One of the most popular plants at Millburgers is Mexican Heather, and now it's on sale in the one-gallon container for just three eighty-eight. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on Bougainvillea. Ground covers are on sale. And Dwarf Yopon Holly, you've heard us talk about it. Now save on it. 50% off in the three-gallon container, nine eighty-eight. Just nine eighty-eight in the three-gallon container. To learn more about all the great events that are happening at Millburgers and what's on sale, you only need to go to one place. Millburgernursery.com, Millburgernursery.com. 
And now, a word from Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. Hi, I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. And we at Bob Jenkins say safety is our first concern. As stewards of the environment, we believe in protecting the ecosystem by defending and protecting your home from pests and keeping your lawn healthy and weed-free. Wait a minute. I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services, and we take pride in our customer service and have for over 30 years. It's no wonder we at Bob Jenkins have won the Super Service Service Award 10 years in a row. I'm sorry, but I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. When you call me, Bob Jenkins, we'll find and fix the problem you're having. If it's rodents, insects, stinging bugs, or if you need help killing weeds and bringing your lawn back to life. Call Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services today and get $20 off your initial pest control service. And ask about the mosquito treatment special, 210-979-PEST-JenkinsPest.com. I'm Bob Jenkins, and I approve of this message. If you're listening to this station, I can tell we have a few things in common. You care about this country, your family, and your faith. My name is Dixie Bishop, owner of Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We'd like the privilege of serving you when you have a plumbing problem. That's what the diagnostics is all about. With our skilled licensed plumbers and leak detection technology, we can find that hidden leak that's affecting your foundation or turning your yard into a swamp. We at Texas Plumbing Diagnostics are not on commission. Our flat rate pricing will cover it all. And of course, we do it all, from water heaters and softeners to stopped-up drains and new gas lines. See why Angie's List has given us the Super Service Award five years in a row. Or read our testimonials at our website, tpdtx.com. Call us at 210-698-9790 for Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We respond to your emergency. Stat. Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We respond to your emergency. Are you or your child suffering from attention deficit disorder or hyperactivity issues? If so, it's not because of a drug deficiency. Now there's a natural way to address your lack of focus and concentration. Vox's Attend is a natural three-dimensional product designed to help children and adults alike. Attend helps improve attention and concentration. Before you resort to harsh drugs with potential side effects, try Attend today. Thousands of people of all ages have benefited from the great results of Attend. Start enjoying the great feeling and staying focused and on task, allowing you to get the most out of your day. Ask for Attend at one of Rhonda's Nature's Way 2 locations. 24 Southwest Military in Chopper City Mall and 8059 Callahan at I-10 West and Callahan. We are so confident that you will see results with a 10. We are offering you the opportunity to try it risk-free. Remember, if you can't pay attention, you need a 10. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. I'm 9.30 a.m., the answer. Our phone number is 308-8867, 308-8867. Calvin, did we finish talking about your presentation at uh, Como County? Yeah, I was there just to answer uh, questions that anybody had and uh, participate. Uh, it's, uh, I think, the third year that I participated. And uh, they, they help us, uh, the Comal County Master Gardeners have helped us through the years, Jerry and I, for various projects, including our event down in uh, Floresville. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're a great group, uh, active, got some nice gardens up there and vegetable garden and uh, offer a lot of great programs. Um, large membership and uh, 
uh, you can check them out. Go to their, uh, you know, just Google Comal County Master Gardeners or go to the AgriLife Comal County AgriLife Extension Office to find out more more information about the chapter. Yeah, it was uh, good attendance and um, interesting questions. They had a, one session, uh, they were release, releasing uh, ladybugs. Oh. Oh. Yeah, and we announced it. I mean, uh, the whole crowd was just charging <laughs> in there to see, you know, to see this. Uh, they'd never seen ladybugs released before, and they let a whole big cloud of them come out there. So that was kind of that was kind of interesting. Plus, they had presentations on oak wilt and uh, building and and gardening on raised bed gardens, which was a good topic. Too. Good. Thank you. All right. 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867. They've had some good county agents over at uh, New Providence, too, starting yeah. with Bill Schumann back in when I first came to San Antonio. And he was a good horticulture agent. You know, they, he had to take care of all the cattle and livestock and those types of shows. But... Uh, Horticulture was his first was his first love. So and Troy, he's good, Troy is the agent now. Yeah, he's, he's a good horticulture yeah. agent too. Troy Lukey. And uh, so they they started that uh, started that master gardening unit over there. And uh, there's a lot there's a lot of retired people that live live around uh, New Braunfels, and of course the that's where Oscar lived. Oscar Hahn, the Oscar Okra guy. Oh, really? oh wow. He, he's the one that started saving the seed of Oscar Okra, and we named it after him. His name was Oscar Hahn. And I carried a uh, stem, a potato. One of the uh, gardeners with questions brought up uh, potatoes. The white potatoes were all being uh, were rotting. Mm. And Jerry was able to diagnose it. What did you say, Jerry? You thought it was? Uh, I, I, I said it was early blight. Oh, another name is Alternaria. But uh, it, uh, it, I didn't, I didn't, the, the foliage was so decomposed. Uh, couldn't see this. Couldn't, couldn't see, see, uh, see the, uh, the center of the uh, actual spore, like you say, the spores on there. And, uh, I hesitate to say it was a root rot, but uh, those white potatoes, like you, you, we were talking about, are seem to be more sensitive to yeah to problems than uh, the red does. Because the way he described it, he had his row of white potatoes right next to the red. The red potatoes are looking good, going strong, yeah. and the white, all the white potatoes were dead or adornial. Yeah. See, that wouldn't be root rot on that massive a scale. So they they're just sensitive to that one fungus disease that wiped them out, and that's the same. Or it was a it was a combination of fungus diseases that uh, caused the uh, potato famine. Uh, See if they'd stuck the rutabagas. And mo- there you go. <laughs> they they had a decision of whether to leave or stick with rutabagas, and so they they got on the ship. <laughs> you go to an unknown world or go with rutabagas, which they knew, and they still decided not to. But anyway, that's that's what got a lot of our ancestors over here. That uh, it, it was a they called it early blight and late blight. And uh, in Texas, we don't don't see much uh, late blight here, but uh, 
But our potatoes uh, are getting close. Uh, mine never did bloom, but they, the foliage is starting to decline. Yeah, and so you've I, got a little I harvested bee-sized to my put to the potato. Oh, man, I harvested two plants out of the four rows uh, times six, 24, and I got that's the best yield I've had, at least for the oh, yeah. nice big potatoes and lots of them. And they're good, yeah. eating, eating fresh potatoes like that for some reason you can't can't beat them how's your dwarf cherry surprise my door oh i've harvested them too i <laughs> to say yeah i i had in fact we had last night we had green beans from the garden uh tomatoes uh potatoes oh my goodness what a healthy uh, meal there was some there was uh oh carrots carrots are still wonderful are they still sweet yes are they bitter sweet. no a lot of times bitter. they get they really, they're really and sweet. They, and they start bolting or flowering. Now, and we haven't seen any of that. Of course, with, you know, we've had a lot of 50 degree nights. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, kind Good of, care I, and I weather. kind of expect, usually I say about May 1st, you'll start mm-hmm. seeing that. But, uh, until I'm, my timing's going to be about right because I'm, I'm getting at the end of them, but I still have a couple meals left. So, hopefully everybody else is having the same luck. Uh, uh, we'll see what uh, the stats on uh, plant answers are tomorrow. I get that on a Saturday night most of the time. Uh, but uh, we're still having people saying that they're they're worried about the yellowing of their lawn. That's my and article that, for next Saturday. Oh, is it? Yeah. Good. Uh, Cal, but Kevin wrote in his digging now said, if your winter lawn in, included uh, grassy weeds such as annual bluegrass and rescue grass, it's trying to set seed now and will be declining while the permanent lawn grass is greening up for the summer. And uh, what what you what you may be seeing, uh, what Kevin point he's making is. Uh, is keep the lawn mowed to reduce the seedlings, reduce seeding, and ignore the yellowing caused by weeds declining. That's a that's a good point. So the yellow that they see and maybe just the weeds, uh, the the winter weeds uh, declining. But uh, you you just mow mow more shorter than you normally would, right? That's what your recommendation. Yeah, is. and. Uh... And there is, I can see in mine, it's kind of, it's not as nearly as thick as it was, and it, the rescue grass has kind of given up the, the ghost, yeah. and the San Augustine is moving in. Um, so, that's that's I think well, that's a lot of folks are seeing that on their lawns, especially if you got a, you know, little you got shady spots and mm-hmm. thin soils, and uh, so during that that transition period, you will you will see some yellowing and opening up before the grasses the permanent grasses can fill in time time to fertilize too that's one of the yeah solutions hi did you have a question can can we ask it on the air it's easy okay you grab the mic you'll be on the air these guys will be able to help you what's that oh did you want to be on the air no well here we, it's hard for them both to hear you just Oh, okay. <laughs> she's looking for something. Oh, she's looking for something. Okay. Anyway, Kevin also says, uh, talked about wildflowers need to be allowed to mature their seed if you want to seed produced for the next year's flowers. 
It means tolerating a weedy look while the seeds are produced. Don't mow the wildflower areas until the early summer for maximum seed production. I want to take this time to thank all the... We harvested the blue bonnets uh, Tuesday, last Tuesday. Oh, wow. This Tuesday. Oh, well, last year. And uh, I sent out a, a call, uh, a pitiful call, for volunteers to help me because we had about a fourth a quarter of an acre to harvest. And mm. that we never have harvested that much, that much blue bonnet. We need your help. Uh oh. Uh oh. Okay, you gonna. Eutrophia, is that deer proof? I've got it on my no. patio, but I, uh, I'm deer throwing leader. it out to deer leader. Deer leader. She's hard uh, working out. No, they won't eat it in your yard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Eutrophia is, is not deer resistant. It's not on, it says online in a few sites that it is. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe um, my memory is failing me. It does have a sappy, doesn't it have sappy, uh, white sap? It does, that's what they say, that yeah. the sap isn't. I may be wrong about I, that. What I would, did, did, does their list not have it on there, the Milberger's list? I haven't looked on the Milberger's when you, list. When you drag it up up there, ask them <laughs> ask them if, it, drag if it's it. on their list. And if, if it is, you can just not buy it. If, if it isn't on the, on the, you know, if it is a deer resistant and okay. make your decision. That's a good idea. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. There you go. And give her a oh, yeah. a medal. Oh, okay, cool. Yay. Oh, that was nice. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the contribution to the Salvation Army. All right. 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867. And you can call in with your detropia experience. Detropia. If it's deer resistant or not. You've got to call quickly. I call had, tomorrow. I had I, I had seen it on some list, but I don't think I remembered it on. Well, it's a it's a Texas superstar. Is it? Does that mean it's doesn't mean it's. Uh, it doesn't mean it's deer resistant. But uh, that would be uh, that that's a beautiful plant there. That would be heartbreaking if you put put that out in uh, 15 minutes. The deer ate it. Uh, didn't look I like it would be. I can't remember whether that's deer resistant or not. Anybody in the, uh, uh, out there in the audience wants to give us a quick call and let, let us know your experience, we'd appreciate it. Or, they could, four minutes or, they, or they could go on to plantanswers.com and go to the, uh, on the, uh, under their information index, under pest plants, pest, P-E-S-T. Okay, are you looking at me like I should be there doing that? Uh, <laughs> okay. And then look on, look in the deer, deer resistant, deer, deer, uh, best of best deer resistant plants. Yeah, I'm going, I'm under pest resistant plants, is that it? No. Oh. Oh. Uh, maybe. Best of the best deer resistant. There plants. you go, that's it. Okay, so is there an actual list? Eutropa. J-A. Oh, J-A. J- yeah. Okay, is that a shrub? Is it a ground cover? Is it perennial? It's a shrub. Oh, perennial. Okay. I got Might it. Might be on either list. I don't have it under shrubs. Try perennial. Okay, try on perennial. This is good radio. Uh, <laughs> I do not see it under uh, them. Ornamental flowers, vines. Okay, you'll have to look at this and 
Okay. We'll do some research. Okay. I don't. I don't think it. I think it's deer. I think the deer leave. But anyway, uh, getting back to the blue bonnets. Yes. Uh, we had. I sent out a heartbreaking request for volunteers. You know, Calvin, we we got to have our volunteers. And uh, I sent it out to the garden volunteers and the master gardeners and anybody else I could think of, telling them that this is the last of the seed. If we lose this seed, we're going to lose the colors. That's white and uh, purple and uh, Lady Bird Johnson blue, royal blue, and, uh, and the red maroon. And not knowing how whether anybody's ever going to show up or not, 25 people showed oh, up. Oh, my goodness. We harvested them a quarter of an acre in an hour and a half. That's good. That's that's great. Because nobody gets tired and, and no, with yeah, the, sun, yeah. the sun and everything. I, I, I appreciate everybody that showed up and uh, worked so hard to get them. And then, then we went on over to Verstraden's property where we had the uh, Lady Bird Johnson Royal Blue growing and uh, they harvested those in about 30 minutes and, and you got some hard workers oh yeah and so uh, and John Thomas came down from uh, Wild Seed Farms brought a trailer and some some people to help because I didn't I thought yeah. that, that might be the only help we get and uh, he hauled all the all the uh, red maroon seed back to Fredericksburg, where he will dry it some more and will extract the uh, seed uh, from it later. Okay, cool, great story. All right, listen, we're going to say goodbye for today. We want to thank everybody for listening and being a part of the show. And uh, you know what? We're back here tomorrow. So, but you have the docs. Thanks to Roy for doing a great job and getting us caught Even up. Even if it was only an 80% rain. Yeah. Uh, uh, Roy's <laughs> got to stand by his predictions, you know? Yeah. Let's yeah. do it, Roy. Good job. All right. I'm Milton Glick. We'll say goodbye for today. Join us tomorrow for more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas right here on 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.